lot of traffic through that area because we live by the lake. And there's like a, a, a like a, a place down, it's called Brendel's Bay. And they bring like their trailers and their boats and all that kind of stuff. And they, they um, camp out over there. So there's all kinds of traffic going through there. And uh, every once in a while we'll be up there hammering away or putting our shingles up. And uh, somebody will drive by and they'll honk their horn. They'll be waving at us. And I'll ask Damon, who was that? I don't know. <laughs> but people see us up there on our roof. And um, even, the guy, e even the guy that does the insurance and stuff, he, he told us, he said, I seen you guys up there shingling your own roof when you, when you first started with that, um, with, with the garage. And, and we're like, wow, people watch and see what we're doing. And we're up on this big, high garage. You know how big it is. It's huge. So we're way up high. We're probably the one, one of the highest, highest garages around there. But anyways, so people see what's going on. Plus, they see um, us in the community and the people in our churches in the community and what God's done for them and how he's changing people and things like that. So one day... Just uh, just a few days ago, before we got done with the, the, the shingling on the garage, I was outside and I was picking up the, you know, the shingles that we had thrown over. You know how you, you know how you do when you're up there shingling. You just throw everything over the edge. And I said, David, I think you enjoy throwing that stuff over the edge. I said that that's probably where Aubrey got it from. Every time she picks something up, she just kind of throws it over her shoulder. We just started laughing. But um, but anyways, I, I was outside and I was. I was picking up these shingles, and, and I started remembering that song. Um, oh, how does it go? It says, um, this is how I fight my battles. You guys ever hear that on the radio s recently? Um, it's kind of an older song. Hold on a second. It's kind of an older song, but Michael W. Smith has brought it back, and it says, this is how I fight my battles. And it goes, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. That's how that song goes. This is how I fight my battles. And when I was picking up those shingles, I was thinking to myself, yeah, God, this is how I fight my battles. I stick with it no matter what happens. We stick with it no matter what happens. We believe in you no matter what happens. We have faith in God no matter what happens. It may look like I'm surrounded by the enemy, but I'm not. I'm surrounded by him and his mighty angels. When I was driving down here, I was even thinking about the, you know, the message and stuff. And, and I was thinking, you know, God, you know me. You know how afraid I get sometimes when there's a storm of tornadoes and stuff like that, you know, because we live in a trailer, you know. So anyway, and uh, I was driving down, and, and I started looking at the clouds, and God said, don't look at the don't look at the clouds. And he even told me that when we were on the roof of the, um, the um, garage because it, it would start storming and raining. Every time we got up there, we'd, we'd have a short time to finish some of the stuff. And then pretty soon a storm would start coming in. We'd have to rush down, take everything back down. And we were getting in pretty good shape, you know. 
<laughs> Damon's getting pretty um, 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 solid again, yeah. But anyway, um, I was coming down, and, and God, God told me that on the roof, and then he even told me that coming down here. And uh, so uh, I kind of said, yeah, God, you're right. I shouldn't look at that. I should look and see how good you are and what you're doing. And then, and then even by faith, and I kind of started laughing at myself, kind of put out my hand like this for the angel sitting beside me so he can slap my hand, give me five, you know. <laughs> but, you know, that's how it is. You believe so strongly that God is who he says he is that you're going to continue on no matter what, you know. So God is such a good God, and... Uh, and this is one of the scripture verses I kind of brought out at, in church last Sunday, and it says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So... Do not fear. There's more for us than there are against us. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And we've all heard this before, and everybody's probably like, I've heard that thousands and thousands of times. But here's what it says. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And in here it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things, so the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The things that are seen now that we see with our physical eyes were not made or were not made by things which are visible. Some things we can't see, but we still believe, right? Do you believe that there's, there's angels all around us right now? I believe that. If God says it, it's true. So we see that by faith. And I want to go to um, verse, chapter, uh, verse 6 in that same chapter. And it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he, for who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now when it says that in there, it says, there's two things that it says about faith. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God, first of all, must believe that he is. It says in the word of God that he was, he is, and he always will be. Almighty God was, is, and always will be. We must believe that he is. And then the second thing, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
And what does he reward us with? Somebody give me an answer. What does he reward us with? What's that? Himself? The desires of our heart? What else does he reward us with? Blessings? He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He rewards us with good things. He rewards us with salvation. He rewards us with Holy Spirit. He rewards us of, of a, coming, a day coming where we're going to be with him in heaven. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Many people want rewards here on this earth. We want a reward for this. We want a reward for that. We want a reward because we're a good person here, so God should reward me here. And he does. He does do that. But what about the reward when we, when we make it to heaven? What is that reward going to look like? What did he say when we, when we bring people in to salvation? When we show people and tell them about the Lord Jesus and they get saved and they give their heart to the Lord. What does he say about that? He rewards people that tell other people about the Lord, right? And lead them in. He rewards you. And that reward is going to be great when you get to heaven. Now, young people... You think, what do you think what, what heaven's going to be like? You think it's going to be boring and we're just going to stand in front of the throne and praise God all day long and all night and all this and all that? We are going to praise God, but you know what? There's going to be eternity. It's going to be exciting. You know, sometimes you go to these concerts, these Christian concerts, and it's so how exciting it is, and you can feel God's presence and how good he is. But what about when you get to heaven? It's going to be so much more. And he's going to have a work for you to do. He has a work for you to do here. And he also has a work for you to do there. It's not going to be work like here, but it's going to be something different. And it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be good. Young people, you don't even know what eternity looks like because you live for the moment. You live for the day. I remember how it was when I was young. That was years and years ago. But you know what? I remember those days. You forget. You, you, mom tells you to do the dishes. You do the dishes. You run outside and play, and you forgot already that you, were, you had to do those dishes. That's how in the moment young people are, these, you know, when you're young like that. Do you, old people remember that? <laughs> but you know what? It's going to be exciting. Don't miss out. Don't miss out just because somebody in your class or somebody in your school or somebody in the news or somebody somewhere, somewhere said, said something to you that live for today. You have time. You have time. There might not be time. You better start looking to the future even now, even while you're a child. Because God has a great reward in heaven, an awesome thing in heaven. And even now, even, even since us guys have been in the ministry for so many years, you know what? God's rewarded us over and over and over and over again. We've gone through some really hard and tough times, but many of you have. And you know how hard it is to go through something. 
You know how hard it is. But when you keep the faith, you keep believing that God is who he says he is, and he rewards those who diligently seek him, you know what? You're going to have an awesome life here on this earth. Even though things are getting pretty rough out there, you're still going to have an awesome time. You're going to have a good, good thing going if you stick, stick with the Lord and you serve him and you do what God calls you to do. Because he'll speak to you. He speaks to you all the time. He can. I wanted to look at verse 5. I'm going to go back a little bit, but in verse 5 of that same chapter, it says, where was I? It says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. And when you read that chapter, when you read that chapter and you see all the people in there that did all these great things for God, how God spoke to them, and they did things for the Lord. <laughs> Some of them didn't see a lot of things come to pass that God had told them was going to happen. But some of them did. But still, they stayed in the faith. They stayed in faith believing that God was who he said he was and that he would speak to them and he would do what he said he would do. You know, when I look at Trent and Lenny, you guys are awesome. You guys keep coming. You keep coming. You keep the faith. You keep believing that God is who he says he is. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And he will reward you. He will. He will. He says he will and he will. I always appreciate people that don't fall away, that don't give up when something bad happens. When something bad happens or things don't go your way, you don't give up. And that God appreciates that too, you know. He's a good God. In um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3, Hebrews 12, one, 1 through 3, it says, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded so by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, aside every, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance in the race that is set before us. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, thank you, sorry, endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, I have a feeling that there's some in here that have been wanting to give up. But you know what? A lot of times, that giving up, that giving up is because of maybe sin that comes in, and or the or the evil one coming in and speaking these little words in your your mind, you know, in your heart. I know that happens because it happens to me sometimes, you know. No matter how how long you've walked with the Lord, there's always a little voice that comes in every once in a while. You know, and you have to rebuke it. You have to tell it to get away. And then you have to remember what God says. It says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. And it doesn't say, let us stroll. It doesn't say, let us walk slowly. It says, let us run. Let us run the race. You know, you know, a runner, I, I run a lot, you know. And a runner, when you're running, sometimes you want to quit because you start getting tired. You know, you start thinking about stuff. You start thinking, oh, man, my foot hurts or my knee hurts or whatever it might be. But you keep on running because you want to finish, you know, you want to finish that race. You want to finish that run. Because you know what the outcome's going to be when you're done running. You feel so awesome. You know, you feel great. And you know that you burned off a lot of calories and, you know, all that. So, but in here it says, run the race. Run it with endurance. Somebody tell me what endurance is. What do you think endurance is? How many of you guys have endurance in here since you've been walking with the Lord for so long? <laughs> you feel like you have endurance, don't you? Because it's like you, you, you're running and you're going, it's going so good sometimes and all of a sudden something happens, all of a sudden something happens, and then you stop for a while and you're like, oh, but I got to keep going. Then you go again, then pretty soon it starts going really good and then all, all of a sudden, you know what? That's, that's God building up our endurance. He's building us up to endure. <laughs> you know, when God was speaking to me about this, there were so many things that I wanted to share. And, um, and I was like, yeah, God. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And then when I get up here, it's like, I forget that. I forgot that. I forgot that. <laughs> but let's go to um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. I'm not going to go very long, but Hebrews 12, 14, 15. It says, pursue peace with all people 
and holiness without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, for, for one morsel of food sold his birthright. So don't let the enemy come in and steal something from you. Don't let the root of bitterness spring up. Because sometimes we, sometimes we can get mad at God. Sometimes we can get mad at other people. Sometimes we can get mad at the situation. You know? But don't let that root of bitterness. You know what a root is? A root goes way down deep. You can't see it. No. You, that root goes way down deep into your soul, into your spirit. Don't let that root of bitterness take over because that will keep you from having the, the faith in believing in God. Because when that root of bitterness goes down, we were kind of talking about that a little bit this morning. You were talking about that a little bit this morning in, in Bible study. That, the, when that when that root goes down there, then you open up something for the evil one to come in and steal your faith, steal your joy, steal everything that God has accomplished in you already. You know? So we need to endure. Don't let that root of bitterness come into your life. And don't, don't be like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Don't say, I give up. Lift up your hands. I give up and walk away. Because God is not pleased with that kind of, kind of attitude or person. He wants us to stick with it. Let's go to um, chapter 12, verse 21 through 22. I'm almost done. Verse 21 through 22. <clears throat> and this is uh, about, in, in my Bible, it says the glorious company. So for you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire and the blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. It's talking about when um, Moses was on the um, mountain. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to, the mount, come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the new covenant, the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn heavens, who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood and sprinkling that speaks better than, the th than that of, of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. This is this is the part that I wanted to that I wanted to talk about. See that. <clears throat> See that you do not refuse him who speaks. Because you know what? God will speak to you in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the good times, he'll speak to you. But it's mostly in the middle of the storm that he'll speak to you. Doesn't it seem that way to you? It seems that way to me. 
In the middle of a storm is when he speaks to you the loudest because that's when you need him the most. And, you know, I was, I was talking to uh, uh, people back on the reservation, and I was like, you know, if something, if, if you don't like what's going on in your life right now and the things that are happening, and you don't like the way life is turning out right now, change it. If you're not accomplishing the things that God's wanting, to, wanting you to do right here, right now, change it. If he's calling you to go and do something different, if he's calling you to go start a church, anybody in here? <laughs> if he's calling you to go to Bible college, whatever he's calling you to do, listen to his voice. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. That's how you're going to succeed in, in, the, in the Christian life, in following God and having keeping that faith. You're going to continue in him. You're going to listen to his voice. And not only listen to it, but do what he says. You must do what God says you, for you to do. You must. The days are short. The time is near when Jesus is coming back again for his people. And one day, I, I, I might have told you guys this before, but when we were, we, were standing, we were standing on a carpet, and I told Damon, I said, Damon, look. And I had my feet footprints there, and I said, took my footprints off. I said, see, that's what it's going to look like when the Lord comes. All you're going to see is my little footprints in the, you know, carpet. Of course, he won't be there either, but my footprints will be there. <laughs> you know, but one day he's going to come back, and time is short. So listen to his voice. When he tells you to do something, do it. You'll never regret it. Sometimes it'll be hard. It'll be hard to change to something different or to do something different. But you know what? It'll be worth it. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When you diligently seek him, he's speaking to you and you're speaking to him. Because he said, I am in you and you are in me. Didn't he? I am in you and you are in me. It's not that he's just in us. We are in him too. There's a connection. There's an awesome connection that we can't even see. Because we only, th we only see through our physical eyes. We only think through our, our little mind. But there's a, there's a heavenly realm. There's a spiritual realm out there. So, so when you hear his voice, do what he says to do. Don't refuse him. And then I'm just going to go down to verse 24. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming, consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. We need to keep on, continue on. And let's go back to verse 1 in chapter 11. And let's see what it says again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. 
We want to obtain a good testimony, don't we? When we become elders. I don't know of anyone more qualified to preach this message than Jackie and Damon. Jackie, I was thinking through the years as you were, as you were talking. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And when they were very young, they began to hear God and began to act on hearing God. And men tried to stop them. The powers of darkness tried to stop them. But I don't know. You that know these two know that they're pretty much unstoppable. And they just kept going. And yeah, Jackie, you'll leave your footprints behind sometime, but you have made footprints on the earth, and it's because you've lived by faith. Tremendous, tremendous testimony if we're here at all. I don't want to get too much into anything because Damon will be here next week, and he'll, he'll take it on from here. But I just want you to know that these people are very well qualified to preach this message. Faith reaches into the heavenlies and lays hold of something that we don't yet see and hangs on to it for dear life. For really, for dear life. Because it brings it to us in the form of life. What a tremendous opportunity we have to live by faith. And I, I can't quote it exactly, but what she was referring to of not failing to act when you hear him. One of the most important things. And it's the dividing line to me for people that assume have assumption instead of faith, and people that have genuine faith is they act on what they hear, and they live life that way. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this message. God, I'm sure that it's going to resonate in our spirit for time to come. And Lord, those among us that have been right on the verge of letting go, somehow I pray that you'll give them the strength to hang on, because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. That which you've promised, your word to their situation, it's coming. We just need to hang on. God, I can see families worshiping beside moms and dads that are praying for them, brothers and sisters worshiping beside brothers and sisters. God, individuals in the community, best friends worshiping besides best friends. Why? Because we just lived it out and let them see that there's a God bigger than themselves. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. I heard a man say this week something that's really true. And this, just, I'll just put it out for what it is. He said, it's usually not because we don't understand who God is. It's because we don't understand who we are. And if we'll understand who we are in God, we'll move our world, I promise you. Thank you, Jackie. God bless you. You're dismissed. Fire, cause